recording. Hi. Hey guys. Welcome. Happy uh Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy uh I don't know, some people celebrated for uh the Easter bunny, so some celebrate the I guess what the death and and resurrection rise, resurrection of Jesus. So and some people here in Northwestern Ontario celebrate the uh, A-side finals of Naffin. <laughs> yeah, so whatever you celebrate, oh, um, happy, happy long weekend. I got a yeah. four-day weekend, so. Did you get a four-day weekend, Bush? No, I did not get a four-day weekend. I had what to work all three glorious weekend? nights, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. You must have been pretty busy while you texted me. It's like, oh, I got to get back to work. Yeah, I was like me, this guy doesn't work, man. Yeah, I just hey, I gotta take a nap. So no, I don't, I don't do that. I'm the, only, I'm the only one out there, so it's it's pretty hey. shitty out there right now. So what are you guys a, a man man down or? Yeah, man down for a long time. They're not. They don't seem to be doing much about it. So it's pretty frustrating. That, that's shitty. So, uh, yeah, welcome to episode 41. 41. Uh, of Res Hockey. Who wore number 41? There was someone on the Leafs. Jason Allison. He's oh. 41. Episode 41. Um, our guest for this episode, she is from Milton, Ontario, and she is a band member of... The Mohawks of the Bay of Quinties, uh, which is outside Belleville, Ontario. Mm-hmm. She went to Boston University. She played pro in the Women's League. And she was on the taxi squad for Team Canada at this past Olympics. Yeah. Our, ep- our episode, our guest for the show is Victoria Bach. Yeah. So looking forward to that interview okay because of the week because of the week because of the week for episode 41 is creighton Fillmore sunny pass of hailing from alcibaktak first nation which is in beautiful new brunswick yeah um i like to see that country on the east coast it's really nice uh i've been out there i played for them in the hockey tournament a couple of times and nice. I went back to the community and it's a very nice community. Nice people. Um, they call it Big Cove as well. So we should go out there. Yeah. I was I was talking to talking to Green and told him that yeah, we'd be interested in coming down to the community when they have that hockeyville. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're supposed to get an exhibition game as part of them winning that Hockeyville. Oh, nice. Two years ago. Because un- unfortunately, their barn burnt down. So they had, yeah. they had no rink. So they're fixing the new rink up. So something that we should think about going. It would be cool to go to New Brunswick and check out the community and a hockey game. Yeah. Maybe take our bags and just flex our sticks in the lobby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be cool if it'd be like a Toronto Edmonton game. Yes. 
that would be pretty deadly. Yeah, of course it would be. But knowing the NHL, they're cheap and they'll send like Ottawa and Vancouver. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks, uh, Creighton, for uh, all the support and uh, he and I message each other online and a good guy, good hockey player. Their team on the on his reserve, they called the Oilers. Yeah, I saw that. It's pretty cool. They have pretty nice jerseys and nice shells, and it's good that teams have shells and matching socks. It looks totally way better than more organized, right? Compared to wearing different socks, different yeah. jerseys, and you guys look good, man. Keep uh, keep looking good. So. Shout outs. Do you have any shout outs this week? No, just um, shout out to everybody who, who hunkered down this weekend, who didn't panic by and who just took it easy. Took it easy, yeah. Um, I got a couple. I got uh, Dave and Joni Niposh from good old Quebec. Uh, Dave and I are friends on Facebook and he uh, tagged the Res Hockey Facebook page that he was listening to the podcast while he was dropping off after dropping off his kids. So, and I told his wife that we will try to cut down on the swearing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so their boys could listen to the show. So mm. that's our goal to cut down on that. That's on an attainable ball. goal. We could, yeah, uh, it, it yeah. is. That's the, up to you to also edit stuff too. Yeah, but I don't like editing. It just <laughs> yeah, takes too long. It just you gotta listen to the whole. You gotta listen to the whole thing segment again and then cut it out. Yeah, that takes a long time. Unless you want to do it, you want to edit. I'm busy working nights that that time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thanks, guys, for uh, listening in and tuning in, and yeah. we will work on our swearing. Absolutely, we will. Should we just say like we need like. Yeah, we got to think of uh, other words we can say when we're frustrated and annoyed. Yep, we should. Like a 50 word. I got two more shout outs. Uh, Trevor Diceman and Foster Browning. Uh, fans of the show, great guys. Uh, messaged us and uh, Trevor's collects cards and he's he said he's going to send me some cards. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to start getting the card collecting. Again? Yeah. Again. Sorry. Excuse me for yawning. A little tired. When people collect <laughs> cards nowadays, do you think they're doing it just for the fun of it or are they doing it as an investment? Now, probably now it's an investment because I know when I did it, it was just for the fun. Yeah. And I wanted uh, I wanted to make that cool uh, motorbike sound with the spokes in my BMX bike. I don't know how many rookie cards are I destroyed just because I wanted to make that... Uh, no, that, that that's yeah, I know what you're talking about. A motorized about. sound. <laughs> what if you did like a Wayne Gretzky rookie card and just put it in? You know what? Folks? I think me and my cousin Tiny, we uh I think I remember him saying he had Paul Coffey's card and Mark Messier card, and we just oh cool. But we had no no nothing else to use between our spokes. We but we didn't think anything. Think we we're like five years yeah. old, six years old. <laughs> like a Stevie Eisenman rookie. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, I heard a story of someone did it with a 
in the fifties with a uh, Mickey Mantle rookie card. Oh, probably. That's imagine how much that's worth. Yeah. Well, kids don't know, right? No, he didn't know. He just we just bought it for like a quarter. He more or less for the gum, right? Hey, that's number one. You just said that word. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, we just finished talking about nuts <laughs> like a minute ago, and you already oh. said that <laughs> it's so ingrained. I don't know, it's ingrained in your brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just, you don't know, you just bought it for the you just buy 25 cents. You just pretty much bought it for the for the stick of gum. You didn't, yeah. you didn't care whose who's cards that were in. You just wanted <laughs> that stale. That's yeah, Shit, that's funny. <laughs> so uh thanks foster thanks trevor yeah for all the support guys we really appreciate it hey you know what i uh checked our uh podcast on apple okay uh, apple podcast and we got 17 ratings so far and someone gave us a 4.9 rating oh that, nice well 16 yeah, of those ratings, we got um, five a uh, five stars. Mm-hmm. So, That's cool. But that seventeenth, that one rating of four point nine. I mean, that four stars took our rating down. Uh-huh. Our ratings four point nine out of five. Just, I wonder why they rated us a four. Like, come on, man. Yeah, rate us a five. Yeah. So if you guys can go to Apple or whatever um, podcast platform you listen to, give us a five-star rating, please. Yeah, I just do it. And give us a good review. Say, Trevin, <laughs> we'll share the best. <laughs> Be cool. Um, what's next? Okay. Uh, Ryan Hartman. Want to bring up Ryan Hartman? He, uh... he, he, he made a... He appointed to the sky. <laughs> he got fined five G's for sticking up his middle finger. Yeah. Do you think the NHL is getting too soft? I think the NHL is getting too soft. They just fined Matthew Barzell for last night's incident. When he's holding Ma- uh, Martin's yeah. jersey? That's a like, joke. Everyone like, does that. That's a like joke. Like 2000 bucks or something like that. Like, what? Why are you? Yeah, that's crazy. But Hockey so it can get you so emotional and just yeah it's sometimes you let your emotions get the best of you and you just do silly things to get you off your game and but I don't think sticking up your middle finger like every kid does it every adult does it yeah yeah see here it is here Matthew Brazell twenty five hundred two thousand five hundred dollars for they call it unsportsmanlike conduct oh my god this is a joke. <laughs> We're NHL's getting too soft. It should be like in the eighties and nineties again, which I know it will never happen. But yeah, that's kind of too too soft. It was a joke. I'm sure he didn't mean nothing. It's not like he is bear hugging him and holding yeah. him against the, the boards. <laughs> he, he tugged his jersey, and that's in American American dollars as well. So that's yeah. like seven. It's like uh, well, seven thousand. Yeah, for Hartman's fine. I wonder what NHL players think when they get fined like that. It's like, eh, chump change. <laughs> yeah, That's maybe, swipe on the card. A card. 
Yeah. There you go. I wonder how many NHL players have like the the limited uh, credit cards, like you know, like the black ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I remember seeing Flurry used to have one. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods. Yeah. They said Tiger Woods American Express had no limit. Is that a bad oh. thing though of having no limit on your credit card? Yeah. Well, I mean, if if you're if, if you're completely out of touch with uh, how much money you actually have and how much things actually cost, then it's not a bad thing. I wonder how much NHL players their credit card limit is hundred G's maybe. Probably. Uh, Connor McDavis has two credit cards. He has one for when he takes the boys out for supper, and he has one for his personal use, home repairs, and stuff like that. Because that's uh, as, as per his accountant. I wonder if he has a Canadian Tire credit card since he does work with Canadian Tire. <laughs> Same with Jonathan Taze. <laughs> Just one for the one for the team dinners and yeah, with along with the team drinks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I wonder by like, team by by team drinks we mean Starbucks, Starbucks and just orange juice and yeah, Gatorades. <laughs> Gatorades. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I talked to a parent and his son is. Got a uh, scholarship to go to a, to play hockey at an American college slash university, and he mentioned a lot of good things about how First Nations kids should jump at that oppor- opportunity to play at these Division One, mm-hmm. Division Three schools. Get your education while playing hockey. Living the dorm life, the fun. Yeah. Well, I never experienced it. The dorm life, the the dorm life's fun. It's it's everything that people say it is. So go out there, experience it because the res will always be there. Like that's why yeah, those res parties, they're always gonna be there. Like every weekend, they're gonna be there by like Chad Denny. That's what he said. The boys will always be there. They might be a year older or so, but they will always be there. So he said there's so many opportunities for the talents there for these young First Nations boys and girls to play is just them being dedicated and them doing their, their schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to get good grades if you want to play. So I think I can't preach that enough for these kids to try to go out and try to get these scholarships. Yeah. Play. So. Are, are you okay? I'll be all right. Did you uh, <laughs> have a couple shots of Nyquil before this or something? I had. Uh, I took a melatonin about an hour ago, so I'm a little woozy. Feeling a little woozy. Serious. <laughs> if we, if you heard big thump during the show, don't worry. That's only Bush's head. Just. <laughs> Yeah, hitting his desk. So, what what movie is that from? When that guy gets stabbed and he's stop it, man! I'm feeling kind of boozy. That was the first scream. That was was Matthew Lillard. Oh yeah, when he (laughs) his buddy just stabs him right in the the liver area. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of boozy. That's pretty funny. 
Yeah. Anything else you could think of before we uh, go to our interview? Um, not and this segment. Maybe. No, I'm good. Um, I have a lot of questions to ask you, though. Well, maybe like one oh, or two. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, we'll talk about the yeah the hockey tournament that happened this past weekend. That'll be on the, the mm-hmm. later, later part of the show. Okay, so we did because of the week. Yeah, we, we did. Shout out. Introduced our guests. NCAA, little NHL PA safety, which is going soft, I think. Yeah. Maybe give a thumbs up instead or something. Yeah. Add it to the opposite player. Just give him a thumbs up. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Fonzie style. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, cousin. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're not doing too bad with the with the swears. We only had one one one, ker- one kerfuffle. Right away. <laughs> not even a minute after he says that. Oh, Jesus. Good times, good times. Oh, my Lord. Uh, with that being said, let's head over to our interview with Victoria Bach. Let's go. Okay, yeah. Hi guys, Res Hockey would like to introduce to you our guest for episode 41. I had to think about that one. Uh, she's from Melton, Ontario. She's played D1 hockey at Boston University. She's played for the Canadian national team. Res Hockey would like to introduce to you our guest, Victoria Bach. Welcome to the show, Victoria. Hi everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be on. Do uh, like my name's Trevor and everyone calls me Trev for short form. Do people call you Victoria or is it is there like a short form for your for your name? Yeah, so it's actually funny. I have a couple nicknames. So uh, a lot of my hockey friends will all call me Baki because my last name is Bach. So it's either Bach or Baki. I get Bacher sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I get all the box, but um, my friends from home and a lot of my family actually calls me V. Um, okay. Yeah, it's kind of a funny story. Growing up, my brother he couldn't like pronounce my name until he was like eight. So <laughs> we we all kind of just you know followed him, and he would just say B all the time. So now we all all my friends from home call me B. <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> it's a fun because, nickname. Yeah, it is a cool nickname. Um, how did you get started in hockey? Yeah, so I actually started hockey pretty late um, compared to like most of my peers. Um, I started playing when I was seven years old, and uh, I, it was actually after watching Team Canada play in the Olympics in uh, 2002. So they were playing in the finals and they won a gold medal. And I remember still watching that game. I still remember like the plays and everything. And it was crazy. And I turned to my parents and turned to my dad and I was like, hey, dad, I want to play hockey. Like, I want to win a gold medal. I want to be just like these girls. And they kind of laughed at me. They're like, oh, I don't know, Victoria. Like, you know, girls don't really play hockey. Like, that's kind of a guy sport. And I was like, no, 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 dad. Like, I want to play hockey. I want to be just like those girls. And so I had a, it took some convincing, which was funny because growing up, my dad was a hockey player. He enjoyed hockey, played hockey and stuff. And it was just funny because he's like, never would I have thought I would have a girl that's, you know, playing hockey and, you know, competing at, at these levels and going all over the world and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool, pretty cool journey. But um, with some convincing, I got him to take me to Canadian Tire, bought my first <laughs> set of gear um strapped up I was probably one of the worst ones at tryouts I still remember my first couple years I couldn't skate I was hitting all the pylons messing up every drill 
Um, I remember I almost scored on my own net. I was going the wrong way, but I just remember like, I love the game so much. And I had so much fun. Like every time I stepped on the ice, I'm like, this is the best. Like I just had a smile, like on my face every time. And, um, from there, I just, you know, kept moving forward. And I remember my dad was like building us outdoor rinks in our backyard. And that's kind of where I like took off to be completely honest was just every day after school, I was out, out in those, uh, outdoor rinks, you know, competing with my brother. Um, my brother played hockey as well. So we had a pretty competitive relationship. He was a D and I was a forward. So we would always kind of battle it out. So I think he's really helped me too throughout my career, but yeah, I would say probably those outdoor ponds. And I was on my rollerblades a lot after school in the summertime and stuff like that. And just kind of fell in love with the game and kept working hard and uh, never would I have thought hockey would have taken me this far. So it's been a great journey and definitely a lot of memories. You attended Boston University where you played for the Terriers. How was it going playing hockey at a school with such a rich hockey tradition? It was so cool. Like I, I still remember, like I was this like 16 year old kid and, um, you know, I was the first person actually in my, in my family to go to university and, you know, get the chance to go. And I, I remember we were getting all these letters in the mail and I was like to my parents, like, I don't know, like, I don't even know what I want to study. Like I'm the 16 year old kid. I'm like, this is so cool though. Like get to go and play hockey. And, um, I still remember I went on a couple of visits. So I visited a bunch of different schools and, um, Boston was one of my first visits actually. And, uh, it's funny cause I went there and I was like, you know what? I don't even think I need to really go to, to visit more schools because I just, I want to say, I just fell in love with the city and it was such a cool city. Like there's so many different schools around, um, like Boston college was like walking distance, Northeastern Harvard. Um, just, it's just so many students and it was just a really cool atmosphere. Like we would go to a lot of Red Sox games and, um, stuff like that but our community at Boston was really tight as well like we had something like I don't know how many athletes but we we would go and support each other at every game and some of my best friends were on the soccer team which I thought was like super cool because we'd go watch all the soccer games and then they'd come watch all of our hockey games and just a really tight-knit community which really made me fall in love with the school and obviously the hockey too is really cool um, you know there's a lot of great players that played at Boston and um, I actually got the chance to play my freshman year with like my role model, like Mary Philip Poulin. So I thought that was pretty cool. It also kind of drove me to go to Boston, huh. just seeing the legacy that's came out of that school. And um, yeah, it was a great experience and four years goes by super quick. So <laughs> for anyone that's, you know, getting ready to go to university or college, really embrace it. Cause I remember my freshman year, a senior came up to me and she's like, Hey, enjoy this moment. Like it, goes by in a blink of an eye and I was like no like four years like pretty long time oh it flew by I was like where did the time go so um great experience playing there and it was a lot of fun uh what did you study while you were at Boston University so I was in um uh, I was in the school of communications at, at BU so I got a major in mar or advertising um and then I got a minor in American Sign Language which was really cool um, a bunch of us had to take a second language, um, going into school. So they offered sign language. I thought it'd be pretty cool to get to learn that, uh, language. It was, it was a pretty cool experience, but, um, cool. yeah, pretty fun. Uh, if I was going to go to Boston, what places would I check out? What, what places would you <laughs> recommend? Good question. Honestly, I have lists. So if anyone's ever <laughs> going to Boston, reach out because it's like my favorite, favorite thing to do is to tell people where to go. But 
I think the first place you'll definitely have to go to uh, if it's in the summer is a Red Sox game. So cool. Just seeing like the green monster and stuff in yeah. Fenway Park. There's honestly so many cool places in Fenway too. It's like a bunch of restaurants and um, it's actually a cool story. My freshman year and sophomore year, um, I lived in Kenmore Square, like right by uh, Fenway. And on like the top floor of our building where I lived, you could see um, where the Red Sox play. Like you could see oh. Fenway Park which is super cool. And like, I remember the, the jets would go by and we would like hear it. Like it was like literally in our room, pretty cool experience, but so yeah, definitely there. And then, um, in the North end, there's a place called Mike's pastries. Every time my family came down, they would always go there. It's like the best pastries you'll ever, you could ever try like cannolis and like lobster tail. Like, Oh, it's so good. Like highly suggest you go there. And um yeah anywhere in the north end is really really nice just a lot of nice restaurants shopping and great what about uh did you ever attend a Bruins game while you were going to school down there I did I, I went to a couple actually um which was a really cool experience I remember my first ever Bruins game um I was like dancing in the stands and I got on the jumbotron <laughs> and I just remember I was so pumped it was a cool experience but we actually had a few of the players that I played with my freshman year. Um, they went on to go play for the Bruins. So we would always, you know, go back and support them and watch them, which was pretty cool to, to be able to see a couple of players that were at school with you. Um, and then I went to go watch when they were playing the Leafs, which was really cool. <laughs> we, the, the your fans were happy with us, with our Leafs jerseys on, but we, we loved it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. After college, you played in the Canadian Women's Hockey League for Markham Thunder. Um, was the program, the pro game, much different from college hockey? Yeah, great question. Honestly, um, the transition was, I would say it wasn't too different, but the biggest thing for me was just the speed of the game. I mean, it was a whole like other level for me. And um, I think it's just like, it took me a good probably. I would say seven to 10 games to like, honestly get adjusted to the speed of the game and the physicality too. Like that league was filled with, you know, a lot of role models for me. Like I was, I was a rookie coming in playing against, you know, three, four time Olympians. So um, definitely a great experience. And I would just say like anyone going from college hockey to, um, you know, going to play professionally, I think one of the biggest things is um, for sure. The first thing is just habits and work ethic. I mean, um, like I said, the, the game was a lot faster. So I had to really work on my speed and work on my strength and, you know, getting in the gym, getting stronger. And, um, those are always something that you control, you can control, you know, being, being in good shape, being able to keep up. So, um, that was probably the biggest difference, physicality and speed for sure. Uh, this past year you played in the PW, PWHPA with that. It's a bit of a Stratton. tongue twister. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Uh, how how was your season playing with Team Sonnet? It was great. Um, so this past year, I was actually, uh, well, I was in Calgary for most of the year. I was centralized for the Olympics. So that was a really cool experience. And um, when I came back from being centralized, I got to join the team again, Team Sonnet. And um, it's just, it was incredible, you know, getting the chance to go to these even small cities, small towns and play. Uh, we recently had a, a game in Peterborough, which is amazing like it was basically I think it was sold out and um just to hear all the fans and get to see all the little girls I mean I remember being a little girl and and watching my role models so to be able to be a role model for those girls is just something that's so special and looking in the stands and 
um, seeing all of them, you know, some of them wearing our jerseys, um, just a really cool experience and getting the chance to play in front of all the fans and really showcasing, you know, what we can do and um, how good our game is. The games were televised on Sportsnet. Uh, <laughs> do you get nervous when the games are televised like that? um sometimes like when you see the big cameras in the rink then you're like oh this is on sports but then sometimes you kind of just like are in the moment and you forget about it but um yeah it's definitely really cool knowing that you know it's on tv and friends and family and people around the world can watch I think um that's what our game needs and that's what the woman game game needs more of is you know really publicizing us and um you know letting everyone in the world see you know what we can do and um, how good of players we are. So I think it's it's a pretty cool experience whenever we get to be on Sportsnet. It's really cool. <laughs> Team Canada, you played for uh, Team Canada in a number of occasion, occasions. How was it to uh, represent Canada? Oh, it's so cool. I mean, like I said at the beginning, the story of why I wanted to play hockey at like, you know, watching the girls win in 2002. I mean, I wanted to be just like them. And Um, You know, growing up, never would I have thought I would be putting on a Canada jersey. You know, I just I came from a small town and, you know, I was hockey wasn't really, you know, I I started when I was seven years old. So um, to be able to, you know, put the maple leaf on uh, for the first time was just like so special. I still remember the feeling like yesterday. Um, I actually have the jersey hanging up here in my room. But um, the first time I got to wear the maple leaf was my under 18 year. Uh, I got to represent Canada at the World Championships in, in Budapest, Hungary. Um, it was a really cool experience. Uh, we got to go down there. All, a lot of my family came down, and uh, we actually won. Um, so we won a gold medal my under-18 year. I actually have the medal here. kind of cool. Still have, have it. So this is my under-18-year uh, gold medal. And then flashback a couple years, I recently just competed with Team Canada, my first national team uh senior level and we won a another world championship in august so this is the medal that we won in august as well which is really cool you can see the size difference yeah (laughs) pretty cool (laughs) but uh there's also a couple chips in it because i was biting it for pictures (laughs) so a couple chips are missing but pretty funny um so that was a really cool experience i mean getting the chance to play uh with team canada at the last world championships was something that was extra special because you know, with COVID and everything that's going on and all the adversity that we faced, you know, we were supposed to play, I was supposed to play in a world championships in 2020. And then it got canceled because of COVID flashback to 20, the next (laughs) year it gets canceled because of COVID. And then we finally get the okay to play in August in Calgary at home, uh, which made it even more special to get to win at home with the celebrations and, you know, being around friends and family and um, really cool experience. And um, it's definitely been a great journey. And a lot of hard work, a lot of adversity. Um, but, you know, in the end, it's, it's all worth it. <laughs> you went to the Beijing Olympics with Team Canada. Um, you were on the taxi squad. How was, how was that experience? Yeah, that was a really cool experience um, for me. Obviously, uh, a little bit of a hard experience, you know, getting to go there. And um, like I said, I've been working my whole life to achieve that dream. And, um, you know, to go there and to watch and all, all my best friends were playing, all my teammates, you know, I was with them the entire year up until a month before the Olympics. So um, still to get to go there and experience it was incredible. I mean, it was super cool. Um, even just to get to experience that culture and what it's like at a games, um, obviously hard not being able to play. Um, but I think for me, that's just, you know, some adversity that I have to go through and 
keep being resilience and, and hopes to, you know, play in the next Olympics and achieve my dreams, but um, still really cool to watch the girls win and uh, get to be there and celebrate with them. It was a great experience for sure. Were you able to like hang around athletes village? Um, yeah, so there, we were uh, in a hotel a little pretty close to the village, but um, we got to see the girls a bit and um, got to celebrate with them when they won. And um, we didn't get to see much other sporting events. We went and watched all the guys games at the rink, which was really cool. So we got to cheer them on. And the men's team also had a taxi squad there. So uh, they were with us and, and stuff, which is also a really fun experience getting to know some of those guys. A lot of those guys are, you know, played in the pros, played in the NHL. So getting to hear their stories was really cool and pretty inspiring. So that was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, a lot of the girls, it was hard with COVID to go to other events just because yeah. uh, it was, it was hard to get in and there's a lot of strict, really strict protocols. Um, but it was still cool that we got to go watch the guys and got to interact and see all the other athletes. And uh, our hotel actually had all the other alternates and stuff. So like from all different events, like there was a bunch of skiers that were at our hotel, snowboarders. So it was cool to get to, to meet all the other countries and um, a lot of their athletes. It's pretty cool. Uh, this past March, uh, March 5th, you, you participated in Hockey Night in Coacatoos, which is in Saskatchewan. You were there with your teammates, Jamie, Jocelyn, uh, Bridget, uh, along with Brian Troche, Aaron Ashton, Cody McCormick, and John Shabbat. How was that experience? Dream, that's a dream team. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it was incredible. It was such a great experience. Um, honestly, it was so much fun, too. I think that was one of the first times uh, we had girls go down and, and play with them. And um, I just remember like getting the chance to meet all the little girls. They were so excited. Um, I had an extra Jersey with me and I gave it to one of the girls and she was just like starstruck. So I think it's like, it was the coolest experience for me, you know, getting the chance to go there. We had um, some feasts after all the games, getting the chance to meet everyone. Um, it was good hockey too. It was a lot of fun. And um, I hope that we can do it again soon because it was a great experience and um, I really enjoyed it. And getting the chance to do the clinics for the kids, uh, that was really cool as well. And then the kids got to see all of our medals and um, interact and stuff. So it's pretty cool. And uh, like I said, I hope I, I hope that we get to do it again soon. How was it hanging out with uh, Brian Trache? The, the, the guy's a legend, right? Guy is a legend. All full of stories. Honestly, um, when he spoke, when we were, you know, there visiting the school, I literally was just like jaw to the floor. Like, I'm like, this is like the coolest thing. Like he had such an incredible story and he's so inspiring to so many people. And it was actually really cool because when I was going to the trip, um, my dad was like, you want to get a picture of Brian? <laughs> like he's a legend, like super cool. And then he had so many rings. They didn't even fit on my hand. So it's I mean that's not every day you get to meet a, a legend like that and hear his story where he came from and his background so it's pretty inspiring it's, it's really cool as well he's got a great story yes he does uh music what's on your uh playlist right now Ooh, good question <laughs> okay so I'm actually like I like all types of music I know some people are you know a little picky but like I'm not picky at all but I'd probably say my like favorite music right now is like anything country I'm just getting in the summer mode you know some country um huge Luke Combs fan he's probably one of my favorite country singers um I like everything honestly hip-hop 
wrap. Uh, a little pregame will probably be some Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> Get me fired up. But um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty open to any music. I, I love listening to music and finding new songs. And we actually have a, it's funny, a bunch of us have like uh, a little group chat and every Friday we'll send each other new songs and some new music <laughs> to help get us going for the week so pretty cool what about like ACDC like Metallica the classic pump me up tunes do you do that yes. do you listen to that yeah oh yeah I, I I like the old school stuff as well like I I my dad always listens to ACDC and stuff and um no I actually really like that I used to get me pumped up in the car when I remember when I played minor hockey he put it on and we all just be like singing in the back, like getting ready for the game. So that's good music too. <laughs> I love it. What about cooking? What's your uh, go-to meal? Ooh, good question. So I actually love to cook. Um, it's kind of like a passion of mine. Like I just love trying new things, but I'd probably have to say my go-to would be like a chicken parm, like a homemade chicken parm. Yeah. Oh, I love chicken parm. So good. Like one of my favorite meals. I don't know about you, but like, it's so good. Like I can have chicken parm for every meal. So was that, good. was that your pregame meal or did you, did you have a specific pregame meal or was it uh, parm? honestly, yeah. Like the night before a game, I, a lot of times I would have chicken parm. Um, like the day of a game, it's usually like always the same, like chicken, pasta, and then like a veggie. So like usually it's like broccoli or whatever, but um, I love chicken parm. <laughs> My favorite. What about your hockey stick? What kind of stick do you use? Like the flex and the curve? Yeah, I actually, so I have like an old school stick. It's like the apex stick. Like it was like back in my high school year, the stick just came out. And like, I love that stick. And I'm like, really, I'm kind of superstitious. And I was like, oh, the stick seemed to work, whatever. And so when I got to college, they they can make you like kind of whatever stick that you'd like. So I told them, I'm like, I really like this Apex stick that I had, APX2 or something. And so they made the stick and then they just like dress it as like the newest stick. So okay, I yeah. use like a, I'm a lefty and I use like an Apex2 stick. Um, I use 77 flex. Um, well, growing up, like my dad would just give me wooden sticks and stuff like, or sticks from, you know, like other people that he got. And yeah. they were like, usually like cut down. So they're probably like 150 flex. <laughs> so I just got used to like the stiffer uh, flex sticks. And I actually really like it. Cause I find like, it doesn't bounce off when you make passes and you shoot and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, and I have like a, like a heel curve. I think it's like an Ovechkin curve. I think they call it. Okay. So, yeah. Um, you talked about being um, superstitious. Are you really superstitious before a game? <laughs> um, honestly, this year I kind of was. I kind of got into like a routine. Um, but I have this green lace that I wear in my pants. It's like I call it the lucky green lace. And I've had it since I started hockey. Um, and like literally I can't play without it. And I've had a bunch of girls, you know, pull some pranks on me and <laughs> take the green lace out and I'm like guys like where's where's the green lace like I can't play without this green lace um so that's probably one of my biggest superstitions is like having that green lace always for all the games um and I'm also like before every game I drink a blue Gatorade <laughs> I don't know why it has to be blue and it has to be a Gatorade it's super random but kind of a superstition of mine <laughs> oh. um advice what advice would you give especially young 
female hockey players? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I think I've mentioned it, but like I faced a lot of adversity throughout my career. Um, usually always the smallest on my team. You see the pictures, you know, I'm always usually at the top on the big stool, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think for, for me just growing up, it's, it's all about, you know, working hard, but I think something that's really important for me is, is never giving up. Um, I think that you can really achieve anything that you want if you put your mind to it. And like me, I started playing hockey when I was seven years old. And I think that's a good story to tell because you're never too old and you're never too young to start playing something that you love and something that you're passionate about. And, you know, if you really love something and you, you have fun and you enjoy doing it um, and you work hard, you know, you can really achieve anything that you want if you put your mind to it. And um, some advice I have for you guys is, um, yeah, hockey is a game. It's competitive, but to always have fun. Um, you know, the memories will last you a lifetime. And, you know, every single time you get the chance to step on the ice, it's a new opportunity. And I like to say, you know, leave it all out there every chance you get, because then you'll never have any regrets. And what I mean by never having any regrets is just every time that you get to step on the ice, you work hard, um, you give it your all, and, and then you'll never have any regrets. And you also have fun doing it as well. So that's some of the advice I have for all of you. And um, follow your dreams, work hard, and, and have, have a lot of fun doing it. You'll remember okay. all the memories. Exactly, because I still talk, like, I, I'll, I have a son as well, who's mm -hmm. 17, and I, I still talk about my my days playing junior and stuff like that, and it's, even though it's happened a long time ago, you still have those memories of your, with your teammates and the, the close relationships, right, so. Yeah, and I, the friendships I tell, and the. Yes. Yeah. So, so I tell them to, uh, to enjoy it, because you'll you'll love it and you'll that's uh, memories that will last forever so 100 percent. yeah well uh victoria thanks for coming on uh, on the show i appreciate it uh thanks for i know it was short notice so yeah no worries but I thank you so much it. for having me it was All a lot right. of fun yeah it, it was so uh take care and uh we will talk to you again thank you so much okay bye bye recording Hey guys, that, uh, that was a good interview with Victoria. Um, we always enjoy to bring a fem female guest on the show because we want the younger female players to understand what it takes for them to go to the next level because it might be a little different compared to guys because like there's junior hockey and stuff like that for guys and and slowly, junior leagues are happening for girls. So it's good to have um, female, a fem female perspective, I guess, yep. that you could say on the show. So thanks <laughs> again, Victoria, for coming on the show, and we appreciate it. So with that being said, we'll uh, go over to our Res Hockey Top 5 for the week. Yeah, uh, we will. Res Hockey Top 5 for this week. Top five things you need before playing in a res game. Um, everyone's different when you got when you things you got to do. Some guys are superstitious still from their junior and pro days. Some guys just don't give a crap. Is that a is that a swear crap? No, I, no. Okay, no, you can say that. Okay, I think they don't give a caca <laughs> <laughs> or they don't give a misi. Yeah. How do you say in a Jewish? Measy? Measy. Hard Z sound. Measy. Measy. 
It's yeah. Misi. Misi. Oh, okay. So it's pretty much the same. It's like a Misi. Misi. Yeah. Misi. So I forgot what I was talking about again. Oh, yeah. Things that probably things you you need to before playing in a res, res game. Yeah. Okay, number five. I agree. You'll need a ride. <laughs> you go to uh you go to say like somewhere like here in Kanara or Portage or Saskatoon, mm-hmm. Winnipeg, you'll need a ride to the rink if you're staying in a hotel and yeah, you you can't overlook the ride situation. Oh, and that's probably the one of the most important things. Like if you don't if you don't get a, a ride, you can't go and play, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't call an Uber or you're too no. poor they get a cab. <laughs> so yeah, that's number five, a ride. That's pretty important. Especially when you don't have minutes on your phone or the hotel has no Wi-Fi. Yeah. You have no one to message. Number four, good old coffee. Coffee. Coffee that's a good one. or a water. Something that gives that'll give you uh that extra boost, some caffeine, some Pepsi. Do you think players drink Pepsi before a hockey game? Because it has caffeine. Not as much, eh? Not as much. Because of the sugar, maybe? Probably sure the sugar. I know. Def- definitely after, because you need that sugar rush. Yeah. Because your body's starved for it. But I don't see many players drinking before Pepsi or 7 or whatever before the game. I see a lot of you- waters, Gatorade, yeah. coffees. They always walk in with their fancy Starbucks coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I take the kids to Starbucks and they get me to buy them drinks, I always make up a fake name. <laughs> so when they yell out, uh, one time I, I think I was at Domino's and I ordered a pizza and I used the name Elvis. <laughs> so when I picked up the pizza, the the guy goes, "Elvis is leaving the building." Oh my god, you set that up. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that, but the guy said it. I was like. Touche, man. Touche. That's a good one. <laughs> I haven't used that name before. Oh, okay. I haven't used it since, but I'll use the name like Rocky or something. <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> I'll just make up names, but yeah. <laughs> okay, we're t- uh, I totally lost now. Okay, yeah. number three is uh, money. You need money to you get need money. Yeah, admission because. Nowadays, every tournament you go to, players have to pay to get in. Yeah. Right? Gone are the days where tournaments will give you player passes for the mm-hmm. whole team. And, and you got to get money to get in, uh, money to give to your kids. Here's five bucks. When yeah. I play hockey right now. Uh, just run around, but don't go outside. Yeah. That's Yeah, those are rules. Un- yeah. Unwritten rules. Just uh, everyone's watching your kid while uh while you're playing the game so yeah <laughs> good old res attorneys everyone's a babysitter <laughs> in the ring <laughs> it's true though it's okay true. uh number two food from the canteen man oh yeah everyone when you're at the rink for the weekend you live on arena food yeah. hot dogs nachos and cheese Ugh. yeah okay say it cheese boring. whiz Cheese whiz. Gross. Just a lot of hey, a lot of people. I know. I saw that. Crap. Team cheese whiz, man. Yeah. I don't think anyone said they were against cheese whiz. <laughs> I have to check that. I have to check the poll again. So, 
goatine cheese whiz, man. <laughs> what we used to do with cheese whiz too is eat it with celery. See, now you're just getting barbaric. Oh, man, we used to do that growing up as kids. Oh. Okay. I can't believe you. Who are you? I don't even know <laughs> I don't you. even know you. <laughs> yeah. I thought I knew you, man. Yeah. All right. Okay. The, the last one thing. The most needs, important one, I think. The most important one. Before playing an arrest attorney is A535. You need that. What do you, what do you yeah. call it? What sports, is it? Anyway, sports cream. Sports cream? Yeah. Muscles, whatever you want to call it. Especially at our age now that yeah, after the even before the first game, I'll put it on. Yep, just, uh, I gotta put it on. on. I gotta put on the quads and maybe the calves for me. How about you? I usually just put it in my back. Okay, my lower back, but probably when I'm your age, when I'm an <laughs> elder like you, I'll probably put it on my, oh my calves God. and legs too. <laughs> watch you'll you'll need it oh yeah i'm sure because like even this past weekend i needed it and and i wasn't even playing i was just standing on the bench so i'm sure it's like that everywhere else like all the guys young and old you'll need that a535 what else is there there's that tiger bomb tiger bomb um and what's what's that stuff that i gave you were they in in uh Biofreeze. Biofreeze. That's a good yeah. one. That's, That's my a new one. one. Yeah, Biofreeze is one. popular. So uh, we should get them to sponsor us. Would be a good uh... yeah endorsement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine if we had a supply of that. We'd just be oh. using it all the time. <laughs> what I do, I I put it on paper towel. Then I'll rub it on my back. Oh, I okay. want that smell to go on my hands because it's a pretty yeah. uh, strong odor. So. Ooh, Plus the oil, yeah. Plus the oil sticks in your hands, so. But so pretty, yeah. pretty gnarly smell in the gloves, yeah. Right in the mitts, so yeah. That's our top five guys. So we yeah. got food for the canteen, coffee, money, a ride, and eight yeah. five three five. Oh, that's it. That's so a good top five, though. That is, yeah. If you have an idea for our top five, shoot us a message and. We'll be more than happy to uh, entertain the thought. Yeah. So, so what did you do on the weekend, Trevor? This past weekend, I was um, I was playing. I was going to say <laughs> I coached a young team that what we were called Indian Bay Hawks. And the Stewart Red Sky Memorial Hockey Tournament here in Kenora. And uh, the boys did good. Uh, There were a lot of, most boys were 17. We had a couple 19-year-old boys. And uh, they made it all the way to the B finals. So good for them. A lot of people weren't expecting us to make it that far in the tournament. We beat out some good teams like Sandy Sandy Bay. Mm -hmm. Slate Falls had a good team. Um, Dolls was Dolls played in there. We out uh, we went farther than Show Lake Cox. Oh yeah, Show Lake Flyers. So okay. Uh, who won? Uh, 
has a uh, has a torch been passed? I think another couple, another year or so, then that that torch will be passed. Yeah, I was thinking the, about that. So our 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 age group, we're uh, we're not there anymore. I know we're not. There was so many. There's a lot of junior kids and young guys, like 25 and under. Like, yeah. holy shit, they could fly, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god. I was thinking if I was playing, I'd get so many obstruction penalties, hooking, and grabbing <laughs> penalties. That's all you could do is just pin them against the boards, man. Yeah. And just give them keep their feet. Yeah, they always keep their feet moving, which is frustrating. I'd be getting so many slashing penalties because I don't like it when people ski by me with a puck. <laughs> You're going to get a two-hander. So I'd be getting penalties the whole game. But those kids are fast. Like, good for them. Yeah, It just shows you that they're dedicated. And it's, it's different from our days. Like, back mm-hmm. in our days, you'd get, like, a couple players on each team that could skate. Like yeah. A, like a Tim Ski. Like, he was always a good skater. and mm-hmm. But now you got everyone that could skate just as good as him. Yeah. It's and a it's, different game. It's a different it's... game. It's just like the NHL game. So it was so good to see, though, a lot of youth, a lot of uh, midget players and a lot of uh, junior players. So it was good to see uh, Eagle Lake Chiefs won against good. Paguas. It was a good game. Um, so who who was the best goaltender with a 0.0 GAA? Oh, Mitch Shagnall, for sure. He got a shutout. All right. Debut. 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 The boy Shags. Congrats, Shags, on your first <laughs> shutout. He played like the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and they were up like eight nothing. And he threw- uh, shout out to Shags. It was a good closer, I bet. Yeah. yeah. So he, we were just chirping him on the bench because he was opening the doors for the boys. <laughs> we were chir- chirping him all the time. Yeah. I think a goalie on Peg was, was chirping him about his mustache. You could hear it. Hear him yell from the stands, and Shades was was uh showed a lot of class, and he wasn't uh saying nothing back. So that was, <laughs> it was it was good to see. I'm sure Shades wanted to say something. Oh, I'm sure and he, he had... thought of, he was thinking of things in his head, but that was I awesome. bet you he had I bet you he had ten comebacks for every uh insult the guy had at him. Oh, for Shades sure. is a good chirper. Uh, I think he is. He, he has his mustache. I don't know what kind of mustache. It's like a what? How would you describe his mustache? Like, like mid Italian. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> don't know. It, his mustache, like the end of his mustache, is starting to curl. It's got the handlebars. Yeah. It, you oh, know, nice. Like, like the Iron Sheik. Remember the? Oh WWF? yeah, that's that legendary kind of mustache. But yeah, the Iron Sheik. That's who comes to mind when I think yeah. of Shane's mustache. First, oh, I'd be was, proud of that. First, he was looking like Freddie Mercury. Now he's starting to look like Iron Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good to see the arena pack. Again. That's what I wanted to see. Yeah, uh, there is uh, Jack Dawson's HTV. He showed a little clip of it over the of the parking lot, just full. It's awesome. The only the only bad thing about it, I was going to say the S word. The only bad thing about it is that. It's, is pictures of the snowstorm we had all weekend. Yeah, like uh, 
you can't you couldn't see the lines for the parking spot. Oh, so yeah. Everyone just made up their own parking spot. <laughs> and it was just jam-packed and you could you couldn't go down mm. lanes because some people were bad parkers, but we'll post that Facebook link on our yeah. uh, YouTube link on our Facebook page of the tournament and mm-hmm. the highlights. So it was good. Good to see Manitoba teams and Ontario teams uh, playing the, an attorney. You got teams from Thunder Bay, from all these, the Thunder Bay to West to Sandy mm-hmm. Bay and Paguas. And so it was awesome. It was good to see a lot of people, a lot of old friends that we haven't seen in a couple of years because the pandemic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good to uh, recognize the late Stuart Res guy who played a big part in the native hockey scene in our area in Treaty yeah. 3. And he was always one to laugh, to share stories, and just be a really all-around yeah. guy. And it was good to see that it was still being shown in yeah. the tournament. He promoted a lot of tournaments, eh? Like he lots. He did. Good. He was a good hockey guy. For mm-hmm. sure. And it was unfortunate that he passed and we still missed Stewie. Yep. So every time I seen him, he always had a story. And remember that this time, remember that time. And yeah. He'd always laugh. So it was it's good to see his uh legacy. That's so good. uh Congrats to Sheldon, his son, uh, Stuart's son, on putting on a good tournament. Yeah. I hope it only gets bigger, and I think I, it will. It's going to get bigger. Because they didn't have an import rule, which is you could have as many non like many imports as you want, and I think it brings out more fans. It does. When you have more imports, better players will come. So We should, we should stack a 45-plus a team, right? <laughs> We used to be good 25 years ago. Yeah, we all those all those stories. <laughs> it's funny. I post I made a post on Facebook that I was looking for a team and I'll flex my stick in the lobby. Yeah. And I had teams messaging me, like, are you do you really want to play? I saw that. Like, yeah. I, was, I told them I was only kidding around. Yeah. That's it's funny, but everyone got a good laugh out of it. But I mean, I'll do it at the Freddy though. Flex my stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh That's hilarious yeah it was good uh tips for parents i want to give a quick tip hockey season will be done soon for most of the kids i think there's two more niche tourneys that i know of like you got the portage one yeah. tribal days and you got the Sana cup in regina in may beginning of may but after that i think you gotta be careful with the hockey season like Spring hockey is coming, all the hockey camps. But I think it is important that kids take the summer off to focus, play other sports. You got golf, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, right? Just don't yeah. focus your kid on playing hockey 12 months of the year because you're going to burn them out. Yeah. Maybe get him to shoot the pucks in the in the yard once in a while, maybe one hockey school, but don't take him three, four hockey schools a no. month or four hockey schools in the summer. Let him be a kid, enjoy hanging out with his yep. friends. And he wants to go fishing. He wants to play oh, excuse me, he wants to play baseball. He wants to play soccer. Let him take yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's just as important taking that time off. You don't want to burn out a kid. Because I knew a kid that 
would go to these hockey schools all the time, skate 12 months a year, and this kid burned out. By the time they were in midget, yeah, they, they didn't want to play no more. And a couple of kids here in Kenora did that. The parents pushed, 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 and then they right after midget one year they just they had a chance to play high school. They said no, I'm done. I'm too tired. Yeah, those words. I'm too tired. <laughs> it, it takes the eventually it'll take the fun out of hockey. Yeah. when oh, yeah. kids will stop playing. So let them play other sports. So that's that's my. Uh, that's a good tip. For the parents, yeah. And that this uh this advice course, is brought yep. to you by we need a sponsor, man. Yeah. Hey you guys, if you know any sponsors, yep. anyone who wants a sponsor, we should get some clothing, like a clothing line. There's a lot yeah. of just clothing lines now that get them to donate some shirts or something mm-hmm. to us. I need some I need some new summer clothes, summer shirts. We need some swag. Yeah. So. Some nice muscle shorts or shirts. I'll wear, I'll wear a, a size medium, I guess. <laughs> shirts. Yeah. <laughs> so what else? Anything else? Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say a point about. Uh, oh yeah, we we reiterated about a point about how the you know the rest parties are gonna be there from now on. Well, now it's getting to the point where all those summer camps are gonna be there every summer, every summer. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about developing. Um lacrosse player that went on he made a good point your muscles will work differently when you play soccer and running you don't you're if you concentrate your your muscle group you're you're just going to hurt yourself later on and hockey's not going to be fun anymore because when i grew up in thunderbury i we never went to no hockey camps no there was nothing like that around here it was always it was soccer it was slow pitch it was swimming it was fish it was it was like maybe one summer camp, and that was in either T-Bay or Winnipeg or in the state somewhere, and but no one really bothered. So it was just, oh, well, let's just go play some, you know, slow pitch. Yeah, like when I was growing up as a teenager, I spent my summers back home in Moose Factory, like where we played, like they put me in playing fastball against yeah. older guys, and that taught me how to be competitive and taught me other skills at hockey. Mm-hmm. So... And we didn't hit the ice until the end of August again. So we never went to a camp. So it's, we're not telling you what to do, but I think it's just, it's a high, it's a high recommendation. Just let your kids take a break. So, and and in the long run, it will save you money, right? Because these hockey camps, they're not cheap (laughs) nowadays. Nope. 500 bucks, then you got to pay for your gas, hotel, food. Yeah, you're looking over over a thousand for a week for a two three day hockey camp. Yep. So that's your uh, advice for yeah. parents out there. So yeah, anything else? Oh, this weekend there's a hockey tournament in Portage La Prairie, Manitoba. Okay. Tribal days. Unfortunately, Tribal I won't. Days. I won't be going because. No. My daughter has hockey in another town. Mm. So it looks good, though. A lot of good teams. They have, like, from all the way from sports, novice, Adam, midget, phantom, old-timers, and men. Yeah. So that's a, And women, so that's a lot of divisions. Yeah. And, and, and t- like, two, three rinks. 
because the one time we played there, our kids end up playing in long planes at the rink. Oh, okay. So, a lot of good teams are playing. So, who's playing? Long Plains, Peguas, Red Sucker Lake, TCN, 283 Horsemen, Sandy Bay, Fisher, okay. Fisher River. How do you say? Ebb and Flow? Ebb and Flow, yeah. Ebb and Flow hey. Flyers. So, yeah. They used to come and sweep up Canar uh, tournaments back in the day. Did they used to come here? I, I don't yeah. think I've ever played Way, again. way back when. I think I was in grade 9, maybe grade grade 10 when they used to come here. It was, nice. when, it was when my Portage first had their... Uh, uh, Status of 19, 1970s? <laughs> we still... <laughs> All right, that's number two. <laughs> that's from me. That's on you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ebb and Flo, yeah, they used to come and they were competitive. They were... they, they t- Took a side and then and then the Winnipeg Tobins used to come here a lot. Oh yeah, I remember Tobins. Yeah, uh, guy that played for Sandy Bay, who's from Evan Flow, is uh, Renee Hunter Jr. Okay, played for Sandy Bay this weekend. Wow, what a defenseman, man! This guy could play the whole game, rush the puck, then come back in his own end. Mm-hmm. It was such a good. I mean, I enjoy watching him play. He's such a good defense. He's probably the best defenseman in the tournament. It's good to see, uh, like I said yeah. earlier, all these good players coming back and mm-hmm. starting to play after that two-year hiatus. So yeah, that's when you said Vinflo. That totally just reminded me of mm-hmm. Renee Hunter Jr. Man, I'm gonna ask him to come on the show because he played yep. five years for the Brandon Wheat Kings. He played University of Manitoba, played a little bit in pro down south. Okay, right on. Right at the end of the show. Yeah, if you guys have any uh, ideas for people that come on the show. Let us know and we'll we'll ask them. Well, uh, it's always good to have other people's ideas and opinions yeah. and options. So, good luck to all the players and parents. Yeah, who will be at the Tribal Days in Portage La Prairie, Manitoba. And parents, don't yell at the refs. Give them a break. Yeah, they're getting they're getting paid. I mean, I'm sure they enjoy refing, but I'm sure they. They don't like it when parents yell at them. <laughs> if you're if you're gonna ref, if you're gonna yell at the ref, please put on the uh, a ref outfit and go on the ice yourself. No see swears. How better, see how better you can do. True. If you if you think you can call a better game, then let's see you do it. I hate parents that just completely yell and berate their the uh, the refs. And don't yell at your kid on the ice. Be a parent. Be supportive. Yeah. That's why there's coaches on the bench just mm-hmm. because they see the same game as you see. So let them let the coaches coach and you be the parents and support. They don't need two people yelling, not yelling, two people t- talking to the kid. Yeah. You don't because they're going to be discouraged and they're going to say, okay, do I listen to my parents or do I listen to my coach? Mm-hmm. Right. So parents just let the coaches coach and just sit there and relax and enjoy your uh, kids enjoy watching your kids play hockey because it's the way it should be. Only one time I got kicked out of the rink <laughs> at Nick and Anna's game. Okay. I yelled at the ref because he missed a penalty, and I said, "Hey, ref, open your eyes! You're missing a good game." And he kicked oh. me. Out. He kicked me out of the <laughs> rink. And the parents were just cheering when I was when I walked out. <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah. 
Uh, with that being said, let's get out of here, man. You can go back to go back to your your sleep. My sleep. Um, have a good weekend, everyone. Remember, yep. be safe. Um, stay, stay home. Stay home for a stick. Wash your hands. Sanitize your hands. And uh, be safe and take care of each other. Love each other. This uh, this thing is still here, and we want everyone to be safe. Yeah. It'd be mm-hmm. fine and dandy. We want these tournaments to come on. We want spectators to stay safe. Stay safe. Yep. And it's okay to wear a mask. It so. is. I see lots of people wear a mask in public still. It's uh, no shame in it. No I shame. Wish... Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Are you done? I think that's it. Okay, let's get out of here. Hey, no swears, man. <laughs> Just only, only, uh, only one per segment. That's okay. Yeah. So, Joni, I hope you're uh, happy. <laughs> so, I told her we won't swear. Yeah. So, <laughs> with that being said, guys, we're out of here. So, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Peace. See you. Bye. 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 Bye.